When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha, and happy Tuesday, hashtag happy Mars Day. Tuesday is ruled by Mars, so that's where you want to look at using this day of taking action to the goals and passions that mean the most to you. Um, I am currently um, trying to live each day by the planet that is ruled of the week as well as you know eating and you know healing with foods and all that stuff nourishment by season um I'm actually gonna go like a little deeper I'm thinking about making a plan not thinking I am going to there's no more thinking I'm going to make a plan for myself and of course I'll share it uh for you guys but I think I want to kind of hone in a little bit more particularly on my nutrition, especially now that I have the exercise aspect down consistently. Um, I go to the gym every morning, early in the morning, and I've been loving it to get that out of the way. And actually, my plan was to stay home all day because the CenturyLink guys was coming to upgrade my um, internet. And that's why I had actually recorded this episode. But They told me he was coming at 12 noon and instead he came at like 10. So it threw me off and then I forgot to shut off the recording. So you heard heard all this weird noise. And so I was like, damn, so I had to delete it and just re-record it. So no biggie, no worries. But um, yeah, so um, now my internet's upgraded. So now I get to take that walk outside and connect with nature like I wanted to. So that's a plus. Um... I want to, um, uh, my goal is to add more cardio. Um, I haven't really been adding much cardio. I mean, I've been doing it through the um, program, but Thursday the 20th is officially my last day there. And so I can kind of go back to routine until we figure out what's what's going to happen next. Um, so I'm going to just go back to my normal routine with adding more um, cardio outside while the weather is surprisingly still nice. If it's not rainy, if if so, if not, then I'll probably start doing like a, a yoga routine as well inside, you know, enjoy the cozy. My whole house smells like pumpkin pie, pretty much like it just smells so fall because I had a, all my candles burning because uh, I like I just love the smell of like fall and pumpkins and stuff like that. 
But um, anyways, I wanted to go into, you know, tomorrow, you probably won't hear this episode into my actual birthday, which is tomorrow, October 19th. So um, today I just have been, you know, I did my um, transition journaling, which um, if you don't know what that is, of course, for me, I love to do transition journaling, meaning transitioning from the age that I am now to the age I'm about to be. And so I feel my body moving toward that new age. I just feel like, I don't know, some kind of like activation in my body. It's, it's a positive one. It's not negative, but I just, I feel it. And so I like to journal on the things like what I have done and the things I achieved at this age that I, you know, like wrote about last year. Unfortunately, I can't find my old one and I wish I could, so I could see the difference, um, of this one. I'm not going to set my actual intentions of the new age until tomorrow, but I did have a powerful card reading. You guys, I had a reading that I pulled for myself today, asking God, um, you know, what is the message he has for me, uh, through this transition phase of from the old age, the new age. And it was very powerful. I had gotten a family, a light family, um, divine talents and dark angel and what what all of that pretty much means is that right now I'm connecting you know like I I'm I'm pretty much like from a family of the light I've always had a connection with the divine since I was young so my mom kind of brought me into it um and I also have a lot of people especially recently that I've met that just really calls to my soul. I met a lot of new friends from this program and it's people that we, we just really support each other and, and really care for each other. And that's what I've been looking for. Um, I've been asking and trying to manifest a really amazing group of good women or, you know, it, women, men, it doesn't matter. Just people that don't, don't come from judgment of, you know, the, of the self, but just allowing people to be themselves. If you get what I mean, just allowing yourself to be you and not judging you or making fun of the things that you're into or like, cause like for me, you guys, uh, the divine talent card, especially gave me chills because I'm about to tell you a story that happened this weekend on my husband and I's date. Uh, we ended up not going to Winby Island because I was having some dizzy issues and my husband was really concerned because we were going to make it a day trip. So it's not like we had an Airbnb to go to and, you know, who knows if the hotels were booked or not. So he didn't want me to get sick and then you have to take um, a ferry to get there. So like if something, if I would have got sick or really dizzy, like worse, even dizzy, um, it just would have been hell for him to, to get me out. And he was talking about, I don't want to have to have you like flown helicopter and all that. It was just, he was just like really worried. So he said that we can make that a priority when I'm feeling a little better, which I was kind of sad, but he was right. You know, I was going to push through it, but he was right. And I'm glad that he had my best interest at hand there. And so with that said, we decided to go to Vancouver, which um, he remembered how I was talking about this crystal shop that does it's the only crystal shop I know in my state because it's literally at the border of of Oregon um it's the only one I know that does what you call tools of 
evolution. And <laughs> what that is, is I didn't really read on it, but I had, um, I had went there one day with a friend after we all went camping and, um, I had overheard, you know, the, the I, I believe it's like a uh, crystal healers who, um, who help you get fitted for that kind of stuff. And it's a piece of jewelry, of course. And, um, I overheard it and I was like, wow, I would really like to experience that one day. And so, you know, we were just looking around, we, we bought some crystals on the way home <laughs> from our camping trip, as well as for our uh, husbands and friends and everything, uh, who weren't there. Cause we all kind of drove to, uh, other cars. I drove with one of our friends and then our other friends drove together because they had a bigger vehicle that was full. But, um, yeah, so I told myself that one of these days I want to, I want to experience that. And that was a year ago. And so I remember around August, I, you know, I was calling them. I was like, Oh, you know, like, so do I need to make an appointment to get the fitting and all this stuff? And they were like, no, you don't. Um, you know, you just come in and one of our crystal healers will work with you. Da, da, da. So I had voice to my husband. I was like, I think for my birthday, uh, for one of my gifts, I would love to do, have the experience of doing the crystal, um, the tools of evolution. And if you look it up on the internet, I didn't read about it cause I wanted my experience to be authentic because I felt like if I would have learned about it, um, because I didn't even know that it was based off sacred geometry, which now I'm, I really want to get into now that I've had the experience. But I didn't want to read about it. Uh, I just knew a little bit, a little about it from what some of the people were telling me, you know, on the phone. And um, I was like, I don't want to read about it because I feel like if I go in reading too much into it, like let's say certain shapes represent certain things. A tool of evolution is about connecting to your soul growth and it helps you grow, grow like spiritually pretty much right it starts to change like your dna to the shape of whatever the stone is cut in in sacred geometry so there's different kinds of you know shapes of uh geometry sacred geometry um which is known to change you know like you'll it's like divine uh symbols that's that you see throughout you know like the natural world like snowflakes that is like a sacred geometry, um, that's divine, you know, uh, a shape, you know, and leaves and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I decided not to overdo it. Cause I knew that if I did it, then I'm going to be looking for certain shapes, you know, that mean something that, or that's something that I want to call in kind of, instead of allowing my intuition to really be used at this. Um, I feel like I would end up turning it into more of a logical perspective, if you get what I mean. And so when I went there, um, they were like, oh, okay. You know, like I was like, I'm here for the fitting, everything. They're like, great. So the crystal healer came to me and she was like, um, choose, uh, the stones that, that, um, stick out to you and I'll pull them out and then you can touch them and see how they make you feel and everything else. And there was just two that I didn't really realize was the same exact stones in both of them. And those just jumped out to me automatically. So when I told her both of those, she was like, wow, you must be ready to work with Phenocyte. You guys, I have a crystal shop <laughs> and I read about crystals and I have never heard of Phenocyte, right? I was like, oh, I was like, what's that? She was like, um, you'll, you'll see in a second, which I'm glad she said that. 
because I've never heard of this crystal. She was like, and the, the main stone is aqua aura, which I was actually surprised. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I told you guys a little bit ago, I had bought aqua aura and I was wearing it for a bit. And then, you know, once, you know, like a crystal does its job or I no longer have a connection, I know that the crystal has done its work that I needed to, uh, that I needed from it. And then I'll wear whatever my body is connected to. Cause you guys, I change out crystals like a lot. Like I wear mine and I change them out a lot cause it's whatever my body is needing um, from it. And so, um, she was like, okay. So when you, she was like, what you have to do is you put it in your, you know, they call the the right hand, the masculine hand, the left hand, the feminine hand, the receiving hand. So, um, you put the stone in your right hand and then you cover it with your left hand and then you put it up to your heart and then you breathe in three times, three deep breaths. You guys, I could barely get through the first deep breath with the first one that I touched because it was a really big stone, which, um, it, it was big and I, um, I almost started to feel like I was going to pass out. I got highly dizzy. My head, like my, my third eye, my crown chakra flew, it opened, it fully opened, which I have never felt that in my life. And you guys, it was a feeling that was, it was very strong. It was almost like, I felt like I was starting to see like a thin veil, kind of like my eyesight got, got very hazy And my husband was like, are you okay? He was like, uh, are you about to fall? I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm dizzy. And I was like, I have to put this one down. And when I put it down, I still had the whole energy of that fucking crystal. Right. And so the crystal, um, healer was like, she was like, um, was that very overwhelming for you? I said extreme. I was said that one's too strong. I was like, I don't think I can deal with that. It's like, everything is just on like my energy, every, just everything in my body was lit. Like everything. It literally felt like my head opened up like a portal to like the heavens. That's what it felt like. I kid you not. And so, uh, she was like, Oh, okay. She was like, so she was like, perhaps maybe this crystal is too strong for you. But she was like, well, wait a second. She was like, cause you chose the other one, which is more of a smaller one. And, uh, it was both, it happened to both be the same cut, which she said the cut was called the magician, which I didn't know what that meant. So I was like, well, what does that mean? She was like, it's just how the energy, energy of the crystals dispersed. And, um, there's different meanings for it, which I didn't want her to have to explain all that. Cause they were actually quite busy. Cause I was like, well, I can just look that up later or whatever. Right. And so, um, both of them were, were magician cut, but one of them was smaller. So She was like, I see that you're still, your body is still feeling the effects of the first crystal. So she was like, I'm going to need your, need you to do a a grounding breath real quick. So I did the grounding breath, shaking the energy out of like my body. And then, um, I touched the other one, which it was still quite strong, but it was a little bit more subdued. And it, I was like, you know, I still feel really dizzy. My, my, you know, like my crown, my upper like chakras are literally like, they feel like they're wide open. And she was like, Hmm. She was like, I'm surprised. She was like, because she was like, you chose these crystals, you know, and maybe it might be too soon for you. Or perhaps there's fear in there. When she said there's fear, 
it kind of, it kind of, it kind of got to me a little bit. I was like, hmm, I was like, is it, you know, like I had to think in my mind is, am I afraid because it's so powerful? And so she was like, well, let's just try, um, just the aqua aura. Cause obviously that's something that's connecting with you. And so when I tried the necklaces, that was just the aqua aura. I felt nothing. I didn't really feel anything. Like I felt a little calm, but not really much of anything. Um, and she was like, you don't really feel much. I was like, I mean, I feel a little like calm from it, which I've, I know that, um, this stone connects with me well, but I, I don't really feel much from it. And she was like, okay, then, you know, you need more. So she gave me one that was an aqua aura with a topaz. I didn't feel anything from that either. And she was like, I'm thinking, you know, you need to try the, um, Phenocyte aqua aura. That's obviously the one that's connecting with you. And she was like, but I don't want you to get it. And then you get like a really bad headache. Cause usually she says, if some people can get terrible headaches, if it's overly too much. And while I was at the very dizzy stage and really like felt open, I didn't feel like a headache. And so she was like, well, what I want you to do is to take this necklace out, um, outside. I want you to go breathe, kind of ground yourself wearing it. And then I want you to ask your intuition how it feels about this particular stone, these stones about wearing it. And I was like, okay. So I went, walked out, went to a corner that was quiet and I did the breath. And then I asked my intuition. I said, um, is, my, is my, um, higher self is my body is my soul ready to work with this crystal. Can I handle this? I waited for a little bit and I heard this is ascension. The work starts now. The energy is strong, but you can handle it. That's exactly the words that came from my intuition So I was like, well, that's it then. That means this is the one and I'm going to go for it even though like I'm a little nervous, but I'm going to go for it because I'm not going to allow fear to get in the way if this is something that's going to ascend me to the next level of what I'm looking for. And so when I came back, she was like, well, are you going to work with it or are you not? I said, this is the one. And she was like, wow. She was like, she was like, uh, did you connect with your intuition? I said, yes. I was like, and I told her exactly what it said. And she was like, and this is perfect for you. And I was like, well, why would you say that? She was like, if you have, you know, divine talents that you have either been fearing to work with or, uh, really dive into, it's going to enhance all that. It's going to really open up your crown and third chakra, which is what I felt, and then she was like, and then, uh, you're going to be able to hear your intuition even louder, which I was able to, when I was wearing the necklace and I heard, uh, my intuition speaking, um, it literally felt like someone being next to me. Usually my intuition kind of sounds a little quiet, but it was a little louder. And so she was like, this is the most powerful high, high vibrational crystal you can ever work with, which I didn't know that I thought that was Moldavite. But they were like, no, a phenocyte is the most powerful crystal you can work with. So I was like, wow. I, so later on, I still haven't read much about it because I haven't really had time. But I decided like right when I was going to sleep, I kind of looked it up to see what it means. And you guys, 
It's a tool for people who are in the healing arts. And it is the most powerful physically healing crystal you can work with. Now, isn't that fucking amazing? Because I'm on a healing journey like that, you know, that fucking spoke to me. And then the the aqua aura basically it enhances with that because the aqua aura is about communicating, you know, like communicating myself very, you know, like very, um, like soothingly. And also it's one that connects you spiritually as well. So like the phenocyte connects you to pretty much God source, you know, I say God, whatever you believe in directly, pretty much, it really helps you channel that his energy. And, um, it also, it just, it's just a healing stone that like when you wear it, it can actually almost be used like a Reiki kind of where even people around you can feel it depending on how sensitive they are. But the thing that got me most is like, it, it said this, this stone is so powerful that, uh, most, uh, some people, especially if you're sensitive to crystals, which I am, I'm clairsentient that you end up feeling very dizzy and all that stuff. I was like, that's what I felt. So I was like freaked out. I was like, wow. And that's the reason why I didn't want to go into reading anything. I wanted to just let my intuition, my, you know, spirit, soul and everything choose. Then the magician cut, the magician cut is about manifestation abundance and, you know, prosperity, basically calling in your abundance and manifestations, which I, I manifest every day, pretty much like almost every single day. So that was my experience with it. My husband was a little awkward cause he was like, how, like, how are you feeling this stuff? Like, I don't understand. Like he, he's very logical, which is surprising you guys, because I feel like most water people understand like stuff like this, but him, he's very logical. Like he, his motto is if he can see it, he'll believe it. Which is weird because his whole chart really is um, water and um, earth. And I've noticed like really looking at his chart, I was like, he's, he has like hella like planets in like earth, uh, earth, um, earth signs and he has an earth trine. So that makes sense because that's usually something that earth people usually say they're more material, they're more factual and logical So that makes sense. And the thing is, is my husband is extremely intuitive. And I told him, I was like, if you would just let go of always having to have, you know, logic and, and, um, you know, seeing stuff to believe it, you could probably be a a very powerful, like you, you really open up your gifts. Like the man, whenever he says he thinks something's going to happen, it happens. It's almost like he's kind of psychic, but, um, Yeah. So, which is fine. Um, but it's like, I can tell like him being around me, he's starting to get a little bit more into it, but he's still like, I don't think he just won't allow himself to let go and just really know that there are things out there that science can't, (laughs) they, they just can't describe because it's not meant to be that way. It's just meant to have faith and belief and know that it is there, you know, like, there's a quote in the Bible that says, and I don't, I don't know, it's not a quote, it's a verse. And it says, we need to focus on what we can't see more than what we can, because what we can see is temporary. What we can't see is pretty much eternal, right? And I added that part myself. It, the actual quote, quote is, Foc- uh, uh, focus on what you can't see uh, compared to what you can see, because what you can see is temporary, 
Meaning that when we, you know, when we leave this physical body, we're not going to have, we're not going to be going anywhere with our clothes and our jewelry and our furniture and all that stuff. Like we're just going to be a ball of energy, a spirit. And that is the forever. That is the eternal part. So, um, I think that's a, one of my, uh, quotes that I try to think about And, you know, I think that's very important for people to hear because it's true. Most of us only focus on, you know, like the earth and everything around us, which is good. You want to be present, but know that it is temporary because we all eventually, you know, pass away and return back to, you know, the heavens and, you know, as spirits and everything else. So um, just wanted to kind of get that out there. But, yeah, we just did that, went out to dinner, had fun. He spoiled the fuck out of me. He did buy me the necklace. And I'm just warning you now that if you do decide to do a fucking um, Tools of Evolution, because they're all necklaces, they are not cheap at all. And you want to make sure that when you go in there, you're going in there with a a good range, um, not like a small range, because you'll rarely find anything. It starts from like $150 to like $1,000. I don't like huge chunks of jewelry, so... I wasn't worried about getting into the thousand dollar range or anything. So I don't like big, you know, jewels. Um, but it was mine's mine total was like almost $300 and it's very beautiful. Get lots of compliments on it since I've been wearing it. They said I have to wear it for 10 days. I have to cleanse it day and night, um, with water, which was surprising for me uh, to see, but yeah, I have to wear it without taking it off for 10 days to really let it uh, you know, like conform to me and it has already did that. I no longer really feel dizzy, but I do feel like, I just feel like my intuition and everything and my crown chakra is just open, you know, to the divine and really using my intuition with the choices that I make a lot lately. It's just, it, it enhances all that stuff. So, I mean, if you want to read about it, you can again, but like, I highly recommend to just go in with an open mind and not going well like well I want the eye cut because it said you know that's not really allowing your intuition uh and your you know anything to connect with your body but um he yeah we went shopping he spoiled me with some outfits and stuff so I can't complain um and so this weekend is going to be the dinner with my friends and everything which it's going to be fun for that. That's how I wanted to do it this year. I didn't want no party. Usually we do a party, but I didn't want that this year. I just wanted it to be me and him. And then the next, the actual week, you know, my friends and, and my husband and everything is having fun and stuff like that. So of course this episode is for the, um, Libra moon sex and relationship. I wanted to make sure to record all this because, um, of course, you know, tomorrow is my birthday and I'm going to be busy from the non So I want to make sure I have all my homework done by, um, all the reading done by today. Then I'm probably going to take tomorrow mainly off. Um, and then, uh, of course Thursday, it, everything starts back up. So, um, I want to just make sure I'm able to just kind of like enjoy myself tomorrow you know, everyone's going to be at work and everything else. So I know that that's my time to spend on my own birthday, the actual birthday to really look at what I want, things that I enjoy doing. I'm just going to do that. That's, that's all I want. It's all I want. So with that said, 
You guys, we have a lot of stuff coming up. Um, I'm doing this one though, because that way we'll be done with the Libra moon season. Um, also I, um, I have two bonus episodes. Um, one of them being, uh, you know, the moon water, the other one being, you know, uh, I think I want to uh, talk about living in a day, uh, you know, like each day according to the planet it rules. That'll be a, probably a quite short episode. And then we're getting an eclipse season, which is very important. We're about to have a solar eclipse in Scorpio, and then we'll be having um, a lunar eclipse in Taurus. So that Scorpion lunar um, eclipse, that's going to be a very powerful um, moon. And it's going to it's gonna bring a lot of transformation because that's what Scorpio does. So be ready. Um, I am also working on some business stuff because I'm thinking about doing a little collection for Scorpio season and so forth. Um, we'll see. Um, I'm, I'll be, like I said, I'll be done. So I'll now only have to worry about school and I'll be able to focus on my business again. And so, uh, also if you're new and you haven't heard, I have a crystal shop, um, Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. So I have a sale going on, but the sale ends at the end of Libra season, which is the 22nd. So please take advantage of that sale. I believe it's 15% off, either 15 or 10% off. That's so bad that I can't remember that. But yeah, um, so now is the time. That's off everything in the store, even the new items I have put up uh, for home decor. So take advantage of that. I have Vananadite up there. I have um, a lot of good, uh, good stuff. Um, so go ahead and take a look. That's Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. Remember to, um, remember to uh, search the store name on Etsy.com because if you don't, it won't show up on Google. So it's spelled A-L-A-R-I-E-S-K-Y-E Jewelry. Um, like I said, a lot of good things coming, uh, once I get more time. So go ahead and take a look, take advantage of the sale, because once Libra season is over, it is off. And so, yeah. So anyways, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the Libra moon. So this is from, I read from two books, Erotic Astrology, The Sex Secrets of Your Horoscope Revealed by Phyllis Vega, and the one I'm about to read from, which is Moon Signs, Lunar Astrology by Sybil Leek. And it says... Characteristics of moon and Libra people. Notable for their charm, people born with the moon and Libra know innately how to use this attribute. They get the goodwill for others simply by turning on the charm, having good manners, and being considerate all attributes which can be mistaken for weaknesses. Yet within the charming exterior, there is a tough core of steel which can produce some surprising results. If anyone takes a moon and Libra person for granted, these people always try to understand the other person's point of view. But the instincts for self-preservation saves many moon and Libra people from making mistakes in judgment. What they seem to be and what they are varies a great deal, and no one should underestimate these types. The moon and Libra enables many of them to attain success in numerous diverse professions such as law, architecture, politics, the arts. This, This position also produces unusual homemakers on the surface the homemakers do not appear to be concerned with the humdrum things of housekeeping yet they can create a pleasing environment which others enjoy indeed sharing in the good things is very much part of the lifestyle of moon and libra people 
even though they are often more willing to share other people's things than to bring in a 50-50 proposition. Men with the position of the moon are attracted to very feminine women. Um, and romance blooms as much through gracious companionship as through pure sexuality. The female born with the moon in this position generally has a chance to make a good marriage. And if, and if it fails, she seems able to repeat the best parts of the first marriage and even improve on it. Both sexes understand that knowing the right people in the right places can enhance their own chances of success and happiness. In business, the male will flourish on his own while the female does best with a partner who supplements her natural propensity to charm and desire for the beautiful, beautiful things in life. So basically, um, you know, with this being a seventh house, house place, placement, um, it just shows that, you know, for Libra men, I feel like they don't, they're not someone who has to be in a relationship compared to the women um, who are Libra. And with being a Libra moon, that's even more of a safe keep for you guys. Like you really thrive in being in a relationship. I feel like that has really just been the whole theme of Libra moons. It's like um, you guys just thrive in just being in one. No matter sometimes if it can be toxic or not. And so you may look at, um, if you have a Libra, Libra moon, perhaps you may look at having a business partner, as it mentioned, and things that allow you to kind of shine. Like you want to pick a partner that you not only connect with, but maybe one that will enhance, you know, that beauty, that charm, that zest, you know? So it says physical characteristics, tall in stature, but an awkward looking body. Though body is fleshy and well-developed, the bones are small, pink and white complexion. Forehead broad and rather full oval face, smooth light brown hair with good highlights, clear round eyes, well arched eyebrows, rarely bushy. And so when, when, you know, this is like old school talk, whenever they say fleshy, that means like, you know, it's imagine, hold on, let's just put it like this. Google search Aphrodite. And, um, when you see her picture, you see how she's like basically healthy looking, but she has, you know, more meat compared to what you would see in our standards of beauty now. Like women back in Greece, they had like tummies and rolls and that was considered gorgeous. Now, you know, people want to be assholes and want people to pretty much starve themselves to not have any of that. And that's just part of being a woman. So that's basically what it's saying is that your body is going to be very well developed, curvy, beautiful and uh, kind of fleshy because, you know, Venus you know, when you're ruled by Venus, you're going to be going into more pleasurable like stuff, meaning that you're going to be indulging in like cakes and ice creams and stuff. So, I mean, not all, but that's pretty much like what they're saying is that you're going to be more fleshy because you're ruled by Venus pretty much. Weaknesses are various kidney disorders, allergies. So how moon and Libra people relate to the sun signs? Okay, so of course it goes through all 12 sun signs. So the first one is sun in Aries. The natural attraction of the lunar Libra for the solar Aries is often the basis of many true life love stories which go through boy meets girl cycle. High school courtship and marriage at an early age, though it seems too good to be true, many case histories uh, demonstrate that this is one of the most romantic of all love stories within the range of the zodiac. The lunar Libra needs the fire drive and protective force of the solar Aries and thrives on it. While the solar Aries is happy with the charm and intelligence of the lunar Libra, 
Aries must be aware that lovely, charming Libra may suffer inwardly and the lunar Libra Libran must try to curb a natural bent for extravagance. This is essentially a love match and the same principle do not apply to a business relationship unless the romantic interest is there as well. Uh, I wouldn't mix business with pleasure, but go off, I guess. In that case, business and pleasure mix well enough to bring success as well as a harmonious personal life. Of course, some of these idyllic love stories have unhappy endings, but generally it is not through lack of affection so much as undue stress placed on them by friends or relations. All too often, well-meaning people cannot bear to see two people so happy and some mischievous quirk demands that they interfere. Okay, so Libra Moon with Sun and Taurus... This is a magnetic attraction that can ultimately engender a very stable friendship. The solar Taurian offers a great deal of guidance and always looks after the lunar Libran. While the solar Taurian is charmed by the lunar Libran's personality, he may be a little put off by the Libran's vanity. This can be a romantic affair, but it is more likely to produce a good friendship than a lengthy marriage. In business matters, the prospects are not good in terms of longevity, but short-term projects are successful. It is generally the lunar... Libran who moves on to another area of business while maintaining efficient with the Solartorian. Though both are under the influence of Venus, the usual the usual sexual stimulus necessary to many marriages gives way to mutable enjoyment of the beautiful things of life. If sexual activity is part of their concept of the good life, then it will be there, but the happiest of these marriages generally is characterized by a lesser sex drive and plenty of consideration. Which I'm assuming that's coming from the Libran because, you know, they say air signs were not really focused on having sex compared to Central Taurus, who is all about having wonderful, sensual, beautiful sex. Okay, so to Sun and Gemini with the Libra moon, this this is the attraction of the honeybee for the nectar giving flower. The solar Geminian is the honeybee and the lunar Libran the flower. The attraction lasts as long as the lunar Libran has something to give either sexually, through a mental stimulation, or by verve and vivacity. The impact of meeting is, a fel is felt by both and uh, youthful lunar Librans and solar Geminians can have a lot of enjoyment together. The relationship su survives by fits and starts, but rarely ends in any animosity when it is kept on a personal level. In business, the relationship can be at its best only when there is mutual respect for each other's talents and ignorance of faults. It is preferable to be ignorant of each other's faults because once they are revealed, both the Lunar Libran and the Solar Geminian can literally pick each other to pieces. The patient Lunar Libran can withstand Gemini's moods, but is not able to enjoy fantasy the way the Solar Gemini can. Okay, so the Libra Moon and Sun and Cancer. Uh, what a battle of wills the Lunar Libran and the Solar Cancerian can get, although they both maintain a great degree of charm in public. Left to themselves, they make no pretense in throwing down the gauntlet and charging in a verbal battle. Yet they are unbeatable when they, when they gang up on joint adversaries since both have strong elements of destruction within their makeup, even though both cover it with a veneer of youthful guile and excess, excessive charm. In business, neither completely trust the other, and this can work well, well enough since they are dedicated to catching out the other in some fault. The amazing thing is that in business they can make money, especially in Venus-dominated professions such as beauty, culture, and hairdressing. It is always a battle of wills without any victory for either party. The Lunar Libra must give up any hope for wanting to improve the Solar Cancerian 
as nothing could be more boring. <clears throat> to the sun in Virgo, there is a natural attraction between the lunar Libran and the solar Virgo, unless the lunar Libran deliberately tries to... Hey, I, you know what? They forgot Leo. I just noticed that. <laughs> Ooh, this book, you guys forgot Leos for Libra suns? What the fuck? They totally did, you guys. That's weird. Aw. I'm sorry, Leos. And I'm sorry, Libra moons, if you know, like, if you're with a Libra sun, I'm sorry. They just completely skipped that and just jumped from Cancer to Virgo. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess I can just uh, give uh, my own little rendition of it. I feel that a Leo sun and a Libra moon will work very well together because you have, like, you know, both are charming, but I feel like Leos really enjoy like that very womanly feminine like charm, which is what the Libra moon gives because even though it's a masculine sign, it's put within the feminine sign of the moon. So I feel like those charming, more feminine uh, abilities are enhanced in that placement. So, you know, Leo is about being the king. It's about being the king and queen of the Zodiac. You know, they need love. They need lots of attention and stuff like that. And I feel like both kind of need that um, attention. But I feel like the Libra moon would be like the hype man or woman for that Leo sun. So they need that. They thrive off that. And I feel like a Libra is one of the best people to do that because we, you know, that energy is very encouraging and loves to lift other people up. So that's what I feel about it. Okay. Um, sexually, of course, I think, of course you will work out, you know, Libra is like, likes to be sexual. They like to be mentally stimulated and Leo just loves to have like that attention on them. So if you're good at, you know, like making people feel good, um, you know, being very sensuous and like really into your femininity of, you know, touching and all that stuff, you got it. Because I know Leos, they're more of the people who, and not saying all, but I know one of the sex books we read, they said they like to be kind of like, um, they're not really, what is it? Um, they kind of like to take control in bed, put it like that. They don't really like anyone to control them. They like to have the control, at least the, Lib- the Leo man did. If you want to listen to that episode, it's back in season one. It's the Leo sex episodes, uh, Leo man and woman sex. So, um, yeah. All right. So to Sun and Virgo, there is a natural attraction between the lunar Libran and the solar Virgo. Unless the lunar Libran deliberately tries to revoke Virgo's jealousy, this is one of the few relationships which can make the intellectual Virgo sort of dizzy heights, which seem like a fantasy. Romantically, the relationship can be sustained because the lunar Libran has a great gift for appealing to the solar Virgo and its protective nature. In business, the careful solar Virgoan is much wary of involvement and proceeds only if the business is highly specialized once connected with creativity. So Libra moon, sun and Libra, while polarity often produces the most magnetic attraction, which, you know, that is true. If you're dating someone that, let's say, again, you're a, you're a Virgo moon, you're dating a Virgo sun that really works out well because basically you are what the sun sign needs to feel, to feel good. And then your, your moon is being fed by what you need to feel safe by that sun sign. So if that makes sense. So it says, this is the rare occasion when like meets like, and is happy 
with what it sees. This combination produces a good friendship. There is an inherent wisdom in the fact that few lunar Librans are romantically involved with solar Librans as there will be too much competition between the two. The lunar Libra maintains this same attitude about business ventures with the solar Libra unless there are other people involved. So Libra moon, sun, and Scorpio. The attraction here is always tempered with mental reservations on both parts. Each party appraises the relationship callously, wondering what can I get out of this? If they enter into a relationship, it is generally because both parties see something they want and the romance will not be long lived. There can be romantic involvement here, especially if the lunar Libra is female and the solar Scorpio is male. But the attraction is brief. Although Scorpio dominates this relationship, this particular combination releases the lunar Libra's latent aggressiveness. The abrasive qualities of the sun and Scorpio cause this, but the solar Scorpio is not prepared to deal with it and is thrown off balance. Okay. In business, it can be totally different if the lunar Libra is content to be exploited by the solar Scorpio, knowing that the end product of, of this exploitation will be considered financial reward. Okay, so um, to Sun and Sagittarius, um, with the Libra moon, as with all lunar Librans, there is always a strong physical attraction with the Sun and a fire sign produces, and the accent is nearly always on sex, no matter what sex the lunar Libra is. But the lunar Libran can have many changes of mind and seems to sense what is necessary in life. If it is sex, then it is always obtainable and there is little thought to the ephemeral quality of this overpowering part of human relationship. Luckily, the lunar Libran knows when to move away from a bad situation. And this instinct can save the Libran from becoming overtrustful of the solar Sagittarian. Solar Sagittarians are very good in business relations with lunar Librans, especially in specialized lines related to any of the Venus-inspired businesses connected to beautification of the art or the arts. Uh, Libra moon with the sun and Capricorn. The usual physical attraction is there, but in most cases, this happens when the solar Capricorn is male. The elderly solar Capricorn can become absolutely besotted by the lunar Libran, though the Libran may be unhappily surprised by the Capricorn's ability to see through that charming insincerity in business matters, the female solar Capricorn can be just as valuable to the Libra male or female as the solar Capricorn male. It is an arrogant authoritative relationship with many lunar Librans enjoy because it frees them from responsibility and lets them get on with less mundane things than being involved in making money. So to be honest, if you want kind of like that sugar daddy slash that relationship where the man is going to be taking care of everything that is it get you a capricorn these i have yet to meet a broke capricorn and that is male or female i i seriously have never met a broke one these people have money and they all own their own business so if you want that kind of lifestyle there you go but i'm telling you now Capricorns, they do mean well and they're very nurturing, but they're going to be kind of boring. They're more um, old fashioned, in my opinion, as well, um, when it comes to relationship stuff. Um, so I feel like as an air sign, as a, you know, as a Libra, you know, the sign likes to have fun and do things and really get creative. While the creative part will be there with your partner, I feel like as far as any spontaneity, Good luck on that because they'll be more focused on making more money constantly. Okay, so Libra Moon to um, Sun uh, Sun and Aquarius. This is a very positive physical attraction which the Lunar Libra and Solar Aquarian relate to each other very well in terms of long-lasting friendship or romance. 
In the latter case, should the lunar Libran cease to want romantic overtures, the solar Aquarian will not relinquish interest, although the relationship will change from one of high physical attraction to one, one of parent-child indulgence. It's in business, lunar Librans are not inclined to trust solar Aquarians as much as they do in affairs of the heart. These relationships are always fraught with problems, even when they actually get established. And then Libra Moon with the Sun in Pisces it says the Lunar Libran and the Solar Piscean are closely attuned intellectually and physically. Both have a high degree of psychic awareness, which stimulates the relationship on several levels, business, romance, or friendship. This pair can effectively combine business and romance. Libra has a great ability to appear vulnerable, which appeals to the sympathetic Piscean. But the Lunar Libran must be careful not to hurt the sensitive Piscean inadvertently. So that's interesting. So... That is it for that book. And then the next one is the erotic astrology. I really wish I could find more sexual stuff, but unfortunately there's not. These books are so short that I'm reading for this, this season. Okay. So moon and Libra, um, Luna Libra's zodiacal role is that of, uh, uh, is that of a mediator and peacemaker, giving your, your strong need for harmony and appropriate, approbation some may consider you an easy target however despite your amillability and aversion to disputes you're no pushover instead of arguing you get all the facts and you use your tact and diplomacy to sway potential combatants and win they and win them over to your point of view the dark side of this moon sign usually manifests as procrastination and fence sitting you're so good at weighing the merits of each side of an argument that you often find it impossible to come to a concrete conclusion Man, is that speak the truth. This this may make you appear wishy-washy, but the truth is that you hate to think your decision could cause dissentation and disharmony. You want to please everyone, but must ultimately re realize that it's impossible to be all things to all people. I'm going to read that again. You want to please everyone. You want to please everyone, but must ultimately realize that it's impossible. Impossible. To be all things to all people. So Libra, stop it. You're going to have to have, you know, like confrontation. You ain't got to fight nobody, but someone's not going to like what you say, regardless of which side you pick. Someone is going to be pissed off. That is okay. That is the whole point of being human is because we all have our own opinions, right? Stop people pleasing. Stop trying to make everyone happy because it's unrealistic and you just end up in a fucking mess. Okay? Love you. Okay, anyway, in bed, your approach to lovemaking is glamorous and alluring. <coughs> oh, excuse me, my throat got scratchy. You appreciate the intricate rituals of old-fashioned courtship and enjoy being wooed with finesse and sophistication. Sex and romance are intertwined in your mind and you prefer artful seduction to a carnal free-for-all. Your erotic sensuality emerges most readily in sumptuous setting that engages all the, all the senses. Luxurious bedding, sultry nightwear, soft music, flickering candles, and flesh flowers. Wow, flesh. Pitch, what are you thinking? Okay, fresh flowers. <laughs> Add the requisite spice to your lovemaking, a special night dedicated to love in a romantic setting with moonlight and whispered words of adorations serves as a genuine turn on and affectionate gesture gestures and loving words draw out your passions and get your sexual juices flowing. 
Okay, so that is it, you guys. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad this season because the sex and relationship stuff is just not as juicy as the previous ones were. So I'm so sorry, but I'm really working hard to find stuff. I just cannot find anything that is, you know, like detailed and like about just just only sex like the other one was. But I'm working on it. So if anyone has suggestions, please let me know. But um, that is it, you guys, for the Libra Moon episodes of the season three. I will be, of course, back with um, some bonus episodes. But, you know, I I just want to reflect, you know, with Libra season coming to a close, is it wrong that I'm kind of excited? And (laughs) the reason why I said this is because I felt like I did everything that I had set intentions for Libra season, but a little bit over Meaning that I spent way too much money this time. I kind of really indulged in, you know, like sweet foods and, you know, kind of in a lot of food and really just like focusing on spoiling myself to the point where it was um, too much, put it like that. So I'm kind of ready to get back on that on track. Um, I don't know what it is, but just Libra season just makes me feel more slow and I just really dipped into my feminine more than ever to be honest and it was really a struggle to really be in my masculine even though it's a masculine sign it was just really hard um to really like I felt like I balanced more of the self-care self-love aspect really good but not like so between self-care and work if you get what I'm saying so Um, I'm kind of glad for it to be over with, although I do love this season. I have lots of fun. Um, I got my hair done. Like I said, I was last time. I really indulged in taking care of myself and I feel good, Um, but I'm ready for the alchemy of the Zodiac, you know, the transformative energy, the, you know, diving deep within the self, which is Scorpio season, Um, a fixed sign where I feel like I'm going to do like a little mini challenge. Like I said, I'll talk to you guys more about it. I'm going to make a little plan for myself. Um, There's a lot of things I want to do during this season. So I love you guys so much. And I will be back later with some bonus episodes. And you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye.